You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. So I met a colleague for breakfast the other day, Shannon. Yeah, at She's, Panera? No, we were at Corner Bakery, actually. Okay. And she is a sex therapist, uh, getting ASEC certified and... Mm-hmm. Going through the, getting, actually going to get a PhD in sexology. And Woo-hoo. yeah, she's, she's got a real good outlook on how she approaches her work. And she made a comment where it's really kind of targeted towards the women because this is, this is assuming they're the lower desire partner. So I'm going to preface it with that. Okay. But that there is an element of having to kind of be ready yourself and be working towards that when it comes to sex. That it's not, you can't just count on spouse to get you going. You've got to right. work on it yourself. You turn yourself on. But she mm-hmm. uses a great analogy that if yeah. you get up in the morning, on a Saturday morning, and you don't get dressed, and a girlfriend calls you halfway through the day, and you're still in your jammies and says, hey, let's go out, you're probably going to say no. Because yeah, of what it would right. take to get involved. But if you got up in the morning and got yourself ready and a girlfriend called, you're likely more likely going to say yes. Very true. Which is a great way to think of it in the terms of, hey, are you getting up and around and, and kind of presenting a life that's alive and vibrant? Or are you just kind of waiting for the, the winds to blow in the right way? <laughs> or Well, I, I think that a lot of women would say that they get lazy with the hygiene of, oh, no, don't touch me because I haven't shaved my legs or I'm not clean down maybe. there. It's like, just, just do that more often, and then you won't have to say no as much. Maybe. Well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio, uh, where we do want you to get up and get ready every morning, literally and figuratively. Uh, although, you can listen to us in bed. That's, uh, you know, why not? Wake up in <laughs> we'll the morning. Turn on, turn on Sexy Marriage Radio and see where that may lead. Uh, well, we're having honest conversations, and we want to hear from our listeners. Feedback at SexyMarriageRadio.com is how you can get us your questions, your thoughts. Uh, they continue to roll in, and I love it because uh-huh. we do hear and read everything, and some of them, a lot of them come towards the shows. Yeah, and, and we, we have to say we can't respond to every single one. It would just be so, so time-consuming, but we do read every one, and we are so grateful, especially for comments like this from Pamela. She says, I love your show and what you're both doing. I had to laugh in the last episode when you were talking about the idea of scheduling sex. The idea tends to not appeal to either my husband or myself because we like the spontaneity of our sex life. However, it occurred to me that no matter how free-spirited we may be throughout the week, We frequently enjoy each other in fun ways on Wednesdays, thanks to your show. And I'm sure we're not the only ones. Wouldn't it be fun to know the Wednesday night statistics for your listeners who have sex? (laughs) Thanks again for all you do. Keep up the fabulous work. So we get a new definition of the word hump day. (laughs) That was a good one, Corey Thank you. I've been waiting to put that one in there. Uh, I love it. because That would be so intriguing to find out how many couples engage with each other within 24 hours of listening to the show whenever they listen yeah and that's, everybody listens on wednesday morning right because i yeah i know full well just from watching stats that wednesday is the peak day of, right of downloads because you know what pastors may not like us there may be couples who stay home from wednesday night church just because they listen to sexy marriage radio hey, that's that morning. A, that's a, that can be sometimes pretty holy that is worship in yeah. my opinion it's very sacred it's very <laughs> sacred true. 
It's true. But it is one of those that I love that, uh, if nothing else, the legacy of Sexy Marriage Radio begins the conversations. And that's what I love. Yes. is It keeps lines open. And then I also love being able to have the mantra for both you and I of that we go where churches won't, that we go where a lot of people <laughs> won't, uh, that we'll bring up topics that maybe swim you, against the stream. Can you envision a pastor unpacking things like hygiene and control issues and how big is your butt and all that kind of stuff when it comes to sex? I'm just still waiting to sit down one Sunday morning and see the intro saying the house, the ins and outs and the biblical necessity of se- of oral sex. Yeah, it's in Song of Solomon if you read it, yeah. but no preacher is going to put his neck on that chopping block, and you, know, you can't blame him. Yeah, but every preacher wants it. Anyway. Um, I know, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so true. All right, so I got a question for you, Shannon. This is one of those episodes I'm springing on my co-host that she's got no clue where we're going today. So we talked last week about control. Yeah, um, and so I'm relinquishing control to you yet one again. Of, one of the weeks. I'm not sure when that was, actually, if I'm thinking right now. But um, so here's my question. So when you're talking about the way a couple has sex, uh-huh. and optimally speaking, you, both of you are seeking something. You know, you're both probably seeking an orgasm. Uh, it doesn't always occur for women because sometimes there's an element of married life where women are completely okay not having an orgasm but being there for their husband i mean that's stuff i hear in my office that's stuff i've talked about we've talked about on the show i'm not condoning it at all i was I'm gonna not, say I'm we're not, not saying prescribing right, it. We're i'm not saying that that's what you should it. be doing i'm just if saying that's what's being done time, you go girl okay absolutely <laughs> if you want get yours i got no problem <laughs> with that uh go for it i think you should um but when you think of the the counsel that happens in the Christian world, because there's mm-hmm. one book that comes to mind of how should this thing ho- all unfold mm-hmm. of who comes first. Okay. Right. Who is that? She. Right. Why? Because men usually lose their sexual energy after he orgasms. So he needs to focus on giving her her orgasm first. Okay. So that once he ejaculates, he can take his nap. Okay, well, okay, so all respect to, I don't remember the authors, Ian. I know who you're talking about. Right. Yeah, the I book just, is called She Comes First. Right, so all respect to him. Mm-hmm. I'm proposing, and I want to hear what your thought is, he comes first. Okay, why? Because. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing necessarily, I'm just curious. Because why? I want to look at the, I want to look at the mechanics of the biology within humans of men and women and the differences. Okay, well, I'm ready to stand on the other side of this issue. I get the feeling already, but go ahead. It wouldn't be the first time that that's happened. Because. Listeners seem to like that. How often or how long does it take a man to be interested, ready to go for sex? Oh, men are microwaves and women are crockpots. So if a woman's not already raring to go by the time you finally get to get together to have sex. Cause I'm not this, you're taking out of account foreplay has actually been going on all day and she's actually kind of turned on and ready. And so engaged right off the bat, most couples I've worked with. And even in my own marriage, there's work involved to get the whole thing going. Right. Right. Yeah. It's so, an uphill climb. If he's the one that's been raring to go all day, uh-huh. why not? He comes first, 
He then focuses on her. And then you got the possibility of going again. Because the amount of time was, it might take for you to say the second go round, maybe so, yeah, or maybe not. And because I wanted to spell the myth of, I know there are men that after they ejaculate, they get this overwhelming, relaxing, relaxing feel of I'm going to just fall asleep. But yep. I'm going to posit the idea that that's not just because they ejaculated. Because my guess is, if they're masturbating, they're not napping. Say that again. If they're masturbating, what? They're not napping. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, they probably don't take a nap afterward. Right. I'm guessing it's the amount of work it took to get to that point that has worn them out <laughs> emotionally. <laughs> so I want to say he goes first. Okay. Then you shift to her. And then maybe you both go because she doesn't need the refractory period. While you're working with her, you don't have to have the re- – you have the time for the refractory period because that could get you raring again. Okay. Here's, here's my immediate thought go. from practical terms, okay? If he comes first, he shouldn't ejaculate inside of her unless he's not offended by the taste of his own ejaculate. Because well, that's something he he's going to have to confront. That, sure. Yeah. When he deposits that deeply into her vaginal canal, there's no way she's going to be able to get rid of that no. residue for a 24-hour period okay. or so. But so he coming he first to, doesn't necessarily mean intercourse. Okay. Okay. Granted. But I'm just saying that if he's going to do intercourse and he's going to come first, it either it either needs to be into a condom or on some okay. other part of well, her body. And- so that her vaginal area right. can still be indulged in orally. Well, and I'm going to. Oral but, sex is how women orgasm most I, readily. I, I agree. But I'm going to also say that this whole philosophy is really not based on intercourse. This is really based on he comes first orally, hand jobs, something different. Okay. Because okay. it's just the whole idea of, okay, you know, I'm just, I'm about to burst. Let's go. And so she, okay. because I, my hunch is that. A woman that's really engaged, that whole process of bringing him to climax orally, manually, which, however, is actually mm-hmm. a, a, is a little bit of a turn on as well. Okay. So it, that's part of the process of getting her going too. Okay. So then there's an easier transition from there to her and then together. As long as he understands that the transition from him to her is vital because mm-hmm. too many men will just right. drift into a state of, well, I got mine and she may not need any. So we're done. Right. And the woman may not have the voice or the backbone well, to speak up for herself and say, what about me? Well, I'm not proposing. I, I, love Pam, I love that Pam was able to say to you, you're not done yet. Right. But there's not enough women able to say that. Well, okay. And I'm proposing if this is a path you want to actually try it out. That you announce it ahead of time. You don't just, okay, hey, I'll, I'll just take care of you. And then all of a sudden you switch it to where, wait, wait, wait. I, I was thinking it was going to be me too. It's like, no, no, no. You tell him straight out. You, then me, then us. Okay, I like that. You, then me, then us. I mean, just, I, I, that I could go for. Because I want to just, I'm proposing this really as, hmm, this, this came from the colleague that we were talking at, at breakfast, and she, she brought it up as a line of thinking that she's been proposing to a lot of her clients lately and has been getting some really good results and feedback from what's being reported. And it's just that whole, that's a great way to just completely change up the dynamic because there is an ingrained, 
all right, I'm going to have to really work to get her involved. And, 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 and that takes some time. And sometimes one of the major issues of what happens to where sex doesn't occur is time. We just don't have the time. We just don't have the energy. We just, so this is just a way to, all right, how, what if you flip the script and go against the whole grain of, well, make sure she's satisfied before you go for yours and, and just change it to where follow the connection. Okay. You go, she goes, and then you see what, where it goes. Okay. I want to go on the record right now as saying, I am not a proponent of one or the other. This is not a question of either or. Right. This could be a question of both and. Right. Maybe you do it where she comes first sometimes, and maybe you do it where he Absolutely. comes first. Absolutely. I understand the notion of it could be a turn on to her that she allows him to burst at the seams and she's a part of that and then see where it goes because the expectation is it will continue going, not just end here. But I also do think that there's value in Ian's concept, and I can't remember his last name either, but um, in harnessing that bursting energy. Sure. You know, that if you're so bursting and rearing and ready to go, then get down there and give me a really great orgasm. Because here's the thing, from a woman's perspective, if she can orgasm first, it, it allows the tissue and muscles and all that kind of stuff of her vaginal area to soften and relax. To Absolutely. Turn a lot more mushy right. and the pelvic floor lifts and it makes more room for deeper penetration. Right. And a lot of women have a hard time with deeper penetration right. unless she's orgasm first, because it hurts. It's painful to her for him to go all the way in. And some men like to go full force with that. So I think that there's some benefit it, yep. to women orgasming first, but if that, if these things aren't an issue for you, letting him go first, what difference does it make as long as you're both having fun well, okay. it's it's Ian Kerner, by the way. I, I looked it up while we're, while we're talking. Yeah, we, we owe him at yeah, least his I last wanna, name. I want to give him credit because <laughs> the philosophy is, is out there and it's been there for a long time. Um, it's it's still, I don't know, because I'm just thinking of it from a guy's perspective. Uh-huh. Of the idea of, okay, so I go and then the time I get to spend on Pam is likely going to get me going again because there's something about that power of being able to provide pleasure that, and this is where the thing I love about this, this whole idea is one of the pushbacks I've got is because I've talked about this with some other friends too. And one of the pushbacks, and I love the honesty was, okay, so I could see that happening the first time and I can see it happening for her easily because that usually is a turn on for her as well. And then if we get the chance to go again, I don't know if I can reach climax. And so my, my question was, do you get an erection still though? He's like, yeah, I can do that. And I was like, well, then why do you have to have a climax to have a successful intercourse? What is it that maybe you give her now vaginal inter, you know, climax with, with your penis and you, it, maybe it brings you to the end or maybe it does, but it's just the idea of why do we have so much, so strong of scripts tied to the way sex goes? That's that I want to challenge that. And this is a way yeah. to do that to just, yeah. okay, let's, let's throw the script out and let's just see where things go. That I can totally agree with. Cause I think that 
that coloring outside the lines and shaking things up a little bit yep. and doing things in different orders can really be beneficial. Yeah. Um, for example, you know, there's more than one way that a woman can experience orgasm. There's actually three ways. Right. She can do it clearly. She can do it a, a G-spot orgasm, or she can have a blended orgasm where she actually experiences both at the same time. And it actually feels very different for a woman to have a clitoral orgasm first and then a G-spot orgasm Sure. versus in a different sexual experience. If she does the G-spot orgasm first and then the clitoral orgasm, just the, the, the experience is just very intense and pleasurable in completely different ways based on which order you go in. Right. I find that very intriguing that God wired the female body to experience that much pleasure in so many different ways. And then they're still the ones who go, well, it's just my marital duty. I don't really get anything out of it. That is such a bunch of bunk. It's your marital delight. Women have twice as many nerve endings in their genitals. We have three times as many ways to ejaculate and we don't need a refractory period. We can have multiple orgasms. Yep. So we don't have penis envy. We already own a shotgun or, or I'm sorry. We don't want a shotgun when we already own a semi-automatic. Right. Um, and by the way, uh, Ian Kerner's uh, follow-up book, he did, she comes first and then he did a follow-up book called he comes next. And so if people really are wondering yeah. how to bring their partner more pleasure, that those probably would be good sources to check into. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that it really makes that much difference as long as both partners are interested and making sure that their partner is satisfied. I think that is the key. Well, this is to me, this is flipping the idea of power and control that we talked about on the sexless marriages episodes and using it in a more positive way. Yeah. Of I have power to bring you pleasure. Right. And I'm gonna wield it well. You know, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna show it and I'm gonna and revel in this. So let me let me flip the conversation to the dynamic where the female is the higher desire spouse. Okay. I think that the same is true that if she will just engage him in maybe letting him watch her masturbate and she gets her orgasm first, that probably is going to be enough to jumpstart his engine to where he's more interested and motivated than he was before as the lower desire partner. Maybe, but then you're still you're still you're still dealing with those pesky meanings of things that that what is because we avoid things because of meanings, not necessarily because of visuals. And, you know, so it's just I get what you're saying. I I get what you're saying. But I I guess more than anything, I wanted to propose this to you because I wanted to hear what your thought was on how do we help people? Because that's one of the things our show needs to do is I, I, we need a target because obviously we hear from the people that there's issues going on. And I love being a source for that for people. Yes. That, hey, this is a problem. I'm a high desire. She's a no desire. I'm the high desire. He's the no desire. You know, we've got issues with pregnancies, which we need to do a show on. We got issues with infertility. We got issues, you know, all these different things that wreck sex lives. Yes. But this is, I wanted to throw out something just because we needed to come up for air <laughs> on some of the shows we've been That's doing. Keep control issue And I wanted to throw out something to the, to the size of our audience that is in the camp of, you know what? It's okay. It's, it's actually pretty good. It's, it's, it, it occurs regularly, but it's also kind of, if I was honest, routine. You know, here's kind of the way we do it. Right. So how do we, how do we, show? it is now an official (laughs) in the books. Shannon has sung. She will be touring this summer. 
check uh, for localistics. Um, but it's it's the idea that it's just seeing how do we change this up because I want I don't I've been intrigued lately just uh, professionally speaking with the idea of following following connections sexually and otherwise of just where right. could that connection lead me. See, I call it following the energy. Yeah. But yeah. Figure out how the energy is produced and follow that. Yeah. Mental, but, physical, emotional, wherever it comes from does not matter as right. long as it's. In- it's just that idea of, of how do we, we, we are so good at reading each other, but are we good with following each other? Yeah. And so I wanted to flip it a little bit on, you know what, let's just propose he comes first okay. and, and then let's see where that goes. Okay, so you wanted to know what my knee-jerk reaction to the idea would be. I've been kind of sitting here sifting through this the past 20 minutes going, how do I really feel about this Mm -hmm. and why? And, you know, we always look at everything through a frame of reference. Absolutely, we do. Every person does. And I think that what it makes me feel like is back, and I realize that not every person had a promiscuous teenage past, and I honor and respect those who didn't, but I know that many of us did, and I think that it sends me back to those teenage years where the guy was just like, you know, backseat of the car, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and he's done. He doesn't even know that there's anything else to do for a woman, that it seems very sophomoric. It seems very teenager-ish, but I think that if you take that to the next level of, but I'm a man now, and I understand that now that I'm done, it's my turn to yep. bring you to that wonderful place. And then we can do something together or whatever that for it to bring out a feeling of being a teenager in you can actually be a really good thing in your later years. It, it, it sure could. It's a rewriting of that now. Yes. It, it's it, well, yeah, it's a chance to rewrite the script, to, to recreate a scenario and win this time. I didn't know what to do in the backseat of that car as a teenager. I felt very sexually inept. I'm not saying me, but I'm just saying in general, a lot of people may think that is True. that I, I have the opportunity to harness that same electrifying energy, but know what to do with it better this time right. and feel as if I'm not just receiving pleasure. I'm a good partner in providing that pleasure yeah. to my mate. And and this is yeah. something I want to say straight out to the guys too, that if, if this is something that from this show or something else that you, where you come across this in this, you start having this conversation with your wife and then in turn, even try it out. Love to know what happens. Feedback, sexymarriageradio.com. Yeah. Uh, success, failure, whichever. I'm, I'm open to just to hear it. But you need to know full well, fellas, that this is not at all, okay, I just need to get my rocks off kind of a situation. This is a true on, I want to try this and it'll be good for you, honey. You, this will be okay. enjoyable for you too. This will be because I know what I'm doing as well. I don't have to just have you know, I, I'm, I'm ready to confront this part of me because there could be parts of guys that are saying, I don't know, because I'm so used to when because I ask this question of every couple that I do an intensive with. Eventually, okay. this question comes out of how do you know when sex is over? And 99 <laughs> percent of the time, the answer is, what is your guess, Shannon? Orgasm. Yeah, he's he orgasm. He ejaculated. He ejaculates. He's done. That's right. how, that's how, you know. And so it's like, well, why, what is it that makes it to where when he's ejaculated, that means the whole thing's done. No, you don't, you can confront that and still do other things. And it's learning. That's what, that's what was the impetus of Pam saying the one time you're not done. Where are you going? Right. And it's being able to shift it 
and look your wife in the eye and say, you know what? I maybe don't have an erection, but I can still make sure you're weak need by the time you need to go to the bathroom next. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, I think every woman would love to feel weak. Right. But it's just that idea of you can look them in the eye. I mean, that's what the, some of the best turn ons I have found for Pam is me just being confident, looking her square in the eye and saying something to the effect of, I know what I'm doing. I know you. And, and it's just that idea of you can trust me is right. what you're saying. You can well, relinquish but, control to me for a little while. But it's also, I'm not a little boy. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a teenager in a back seat anymore. Yeah. I'm, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm capable of. I know what we're capable of. And I want to see where we're even more capable of. You know, so it's just, it's just shifting it to where there has to be a level of confidence for both of you to really up your game. Right. Okay, well, I have two red flags that come to mind. Go. Okay. Number one, uh, you were saying that you could go at it again, but you're in your 40s. And there are a lot of men who are listening who are maybe in their 50s, 60s, or 70s who are thinking, if I shoot my wad once, there's not a likelihood that I'm, that it's going to happen again. So what? Right. Just because you can't get right. another erection or ejaculate again doesn't mean that sex has to be over. Your fingers aren't limp. She- Exactly. And your tongue is not limp. Yep. You know, my favorite saying, just yep. because you can't cut the mustard doesn't mean you can't still lick the jar. Yep. The other red flag, though, that I think is an even bigger danger is when he comes at this as I'm going to come first and then I'm going to take care of you. What happens when she cuts him off at the pass because women are crockpots? She still hasn't had a chance to really warm up, even though he's already crossed the finish line. What if she shuts him down and says, that's OK, I'm fine. I don't need anything. Okay. And then he feels like a selfish lover. Okay. <laughs> you don't have a problem with that. <laughs> no, it's not that I don't have a problem with that. I'm just, that's going to be a reality that you both have to face. Because if she's like, if she's truly, I'm okay. All right. Then I'm going to take you at your word. That's the same thing. I've The counsel I've given guys in the husband mastermind group. You ask your wife a question and she says, what, what, you know, you ask her, Hey, what's wrong? And she says, nothing. Take her at her word. If there's something else at it, then she needs okay, to own is, it. This is where we're going to agree to disagree. Okay. Because I think that if she comes back with, oh, no, I'm fine. He needs to respond with, I just want five minutes to just enjoy pleasuring you, whether you need it or not. I need, okay. I, I get That's something fine. out of pleasuring I'm good. you. I'm good with that. And if, and if you still don't need me to complete, you know, to help you cross the finish line after five minutes, I'll let you up. But chances are, just give her five minutes to warm okay. up and she will change her mind. I'm good that with she that. Realize that. You know what? This does feel good enough that I would like to cross the finish line. She has to have an opportunity to warm up. Yep. You cannot expect a woman to go from zero to 100 flat and then. Well, and I, I'm also not proposing this whole thing starts without foreplay, that it's, um, it isn't porn okay. we're shooting, where it's all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, the UPS dude walks in the door and you strip both of you and you go. And no, it's... Because the fluffers have already been working behind the scenes. <laughs> right. No, it's, it's, it's the idea of there's still, you know, entry into this. There's still a, a buildup. There's still okay. engagement. There's still some kissing. There's some conversation. There's some petting. There's there's a lot of that kind of stuff that still goes on, just like okay, a I'm normal like a normal episode. There, there are it, some men that could actually present a very erect penis to his wife out of nowhere and expect that this is where we start. Sure. And women 
will no, have I'm, a yeah. hard time with that almost every yeah, time. Yeah, I'm not saying, and this is one of the things that was probably one of the best things I heard, and this was when I was in high school, because one of the ladies that was doing some sex ed talk at our church actually made the comment of not every erection needs to end in ejaculation. I agree. Yeah, I do too. And it's just, you yeah. got to realize I'm not a dog, even though there's parts of me that might want to be, but uh, it's that idea of, I, I am a human. I can hand, I'm a man. I can handle this. And so I, this, this fits into the whole landscape of, a vibrant, giving, loving, compassionate sex life with yeah. your partner. It's not, okay, as soon as I walk in the door, you better be serving. Take care of me you now. better be serving. Meet me at I'm the door. Bursting with energy. Yeah, meet me at the door, <laughs> tongue ready to go. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's still just an entry of how do we. F- how do we toss out what our norm is to, to see a different way? Because some of, some of the reason why I think people don't toss out norms is they don't know what else. Right. Because it's too uncomfortable. And so I, need a, I need a little bit more of a script and a path to figure it out. Well, here you go. Yeah. Try it out. I, I just, I, that's the only reason I want to pr- do this show is just to, huh, that's an interesting philosophy that, that leads into the crockpot microwave mentality, that leads into the biology of people, that leads into and fits more in line with she can have multiple concur- you know, successive orgasms. She doesn't need a refractory period like you do. Well, while you're in your refractory period, man, be doing some other things with her, which will probably shorten your refractory period because yeah. if you get any kind of pleasure out of pleasuring your, your wife – Usually there's some power that kind of gets things stirring again and you're ready yeah. to go. And it's just so basically you're it. basically you're saying that even though the entree may be simmering in the crock pot, there's no reason not to microwave the appetizers. You, you still got to have an hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. So you're on board. I like it. I am. Okay. I am. But again, it's not a matter of either or. No, it's no, no, not at all. Not at all. But just yeah. mix it up and and just expand your repertoire. I'm all about expanding your repertoire. All right, about that. Right. Because uh, I just want to offer up a way for people to see why do we do what we do? Where did that come from? How do we change it up? Well, here's a possibility. And an incredibly powerful one that could happen with this whole philosophy would be the wife is listening to this show. He's on board with the show and has heard something of you may have conversations, but you bring it up. You say, honey, what do you think of this? And see where that conversation and possible episode leads. <laughs> to a sexual episode. Right. Huh? Well, that's what I mean. Their <laughs> Maybe episode. On Wednesday night. Maybe <laughs> so that's the right. Can rise. <laughs> right. This works best on hump day. Um, yeah, this, this is a good one to spring on me, Corey Allen. Kudos to you. Well, Every so often, I got to change it up and keep you on your toes. That's it. That's it. (laughs) You did that indeed. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio, where we, uh, who knows where we're going sometimes. And this has been fun. You never know. Yeah, this has been fun. So thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. And we'll see you next time. We love you for listening.